0: Sandra, thank you very much for that and that's just trying to uh, present all of that information in a shorter time. Uh, That's an amazing task in itself Uh, and as you rightly say, there is so much in there that could be studied for a very, very long time and spoken about for a very long time. Uh, If it's okay with you, I'd like to open this to a Q&A because I'm mindful of the time we have. Um, So if anyone would like to request the mic, please do uh, and ask your question. Uh, Thank you and While, if anyone is pondering, I might just lead off uh, with a question, uh, which is you spoke about the enduring legacy and impacts of the Aragale, and it's one of the things that um, uh, structurally um, struck me, which is the coming together, the collaboration, the intersecting nature of so many groups, networks, disciplines uh, that may not have done so but for the way in which uh, people. Came to uh, responded everywhere from March till about July, um, and one one representation of that is what you have identified, which is the way in which we're critiquing and uh, analyzing, etc. Is uh, an example of that. But do you see other multiplier effects of uh, the way in which so many from different walks of life came together?
1: So. This was, in as much as I could study, the most geographically dispersed and demographically diverse political mobilization moment and movement that I've ever studied um, on social media since 2012. Um, and so it's over a decade. And particularly, say, you know, after 2015, when one could argue, in a way, that uh, with the Yahapalaneya regime, uh, both in favor of it, but also eventually in opposition to it, um, one had the greater mobilization and instrumentalization, and indeed the weaponization of social media. So, this was offline something quite extraordinary, and then reflecting that and representing it online was also something quite extraordinary in the diversity of the platforms that were representing the Aragalia, the sheer diversity of the representations of the Aragalia the very clear diversity of opinion and content, visual through to the written, through to the mimetic, through to audio, through to video, um, from what was live-streamed in situ through to what was the representations of the the Aragalea at the time in studios and outside the GGG. um, As I said, through art and music, uh, through dance and culture, And also through the participants in those endeavors, which, as I said, in as much as could be determined by just my very small study uh, of a couple of hundred uh, examples on Instagram ranged from individuals as young as self-declared 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds and students and non-artists and first-time artists and people who identified themselves as housewives um, or something completely different to what they said they were doing for the first time, which was the production of art, to capture, they said, Hadavati. It's really important. So it was kind of a way that they felt captured what they really felt like and presented it on social media. And so so that was the kind of constellation and choreography that one saw um, organically develop as a consequence of and representing and coterminous with the evolution of the Aragalea. But then you also saw the participation, the engagement dynamics as well, and again geographically dispersed and demographically diverse, and then also kind of engaging the diaspora as well. So there were Australia, Italy, England, America, all over the place. Um, you know, from New York to the the representations of um, apparently where you know <laughs> you know there were there were people uh, close to um, you know uh, Gotabaya's home in the U.S. who were. Uh, you know, putting up content, you know, in support of the Aragalia from those places. So that content also um, was inextricably entwined with the the local narrative, uh, narrativization of the Aragalia. So um, it's really hard. I mean, you know, uh, it, 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 the, the, the online contributed to the mobilization offline, but certainly the mobilizations offline um, uh, contributed to the generation of content online and the representation and engagement with kind of created this virtuous feedback loop um, that uh, strengthened the representation of the core narratives of the aragalea and everything that I presented in the lecture as well. So, uh, you know, any one of these dynamics, any one of them is a lifetime's worth of study. And that's what I always say. I mean, the aragalea is a sui generis moment in our study of an appreciation of social media's uh, role, utility, relevance, and reach uh, in a time of uh, political mobilization at exceeding or equaling the more well-studied and better-known examples coming out of places like Hong Kong or BLM in the United States. Thank you, Sanjana.
0: Chanchila, over to you.
2: Hi, Sandra I'm very glad I can finally catch this by succeeding to be very sick at home. Um, but... As you say, there's many different directions we can uh, ask and, and, and go down and if you're taking multiple, alas. But one actually thing that I was very curious if you had sort of uh, interesting data on is actually the day essentially Mahindra's hugs attack the GGG and then the response after. Uh, because I was very much there, and that was the day where, you know, all those other days, social media, cameras, as you say, were so very on in every other situation, and, and that was the day where everyone was being told, turn your cameras down, turn your cameras off, um, and not to record. And 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 being on the ground that day, there were very many things that felt very complicated um, and eerie. On all fronts, Uh, I think people were seeing sort of like the people power research uh, against the Thagari that Mahinda's side had had portrayed. But also, you know, by the time I got to the sort of presidential secretariat, uh, you know, there was this sort of eerie feeling of chanting and fist raising that was also in historical context, very uneasy. Um, And so, and also I was just thinking, You know, there was just so much of it. I'm wondering on the social media side, if there was any data on that day uh, of potentially a day that was lesser content, but strategically so uh, indicative of anything uh, that may not have been so visible online or was more confused and obfuscated online.
1: That's a great question, and um, let me say that for the purposes of time and a number of other considerations, I just cannot include the totality of what I studied, uh, you know, over the over the course of those months. And that day, that moment, um, today's lecture may be one that didn't feature because it is dwarfed by the totality of. All of the other things that I talked about and represented. But that day, that moment, what Mahinda said and how, uh, the videos from Temple Trees and the videos around what was consequently the devastation at GGG was one of the most significant spikes um, that one studied. And I have tons of data around, including what in the week that followed. Was the erasure of content from a number of accounts that at the time live streamed what happened within temple trees and also had those videos up? So it was an explosion of comments and content and comment uh, and engagement um, when the mobs were moving towards present at. But you know, first were you know very weakly tried to be um, you know separated from the GGG. And then if you recall, and I would, um, the outpour of support from the hordes and the hundreds, from the varal and the port through to fort, and all of the workers who said, "Ah, ape gahano, ape you know, and it was that kind of chant and narrative frame that very soon after the violence at GGG, and of course then things escalated and, you know, took a very different turn. And then, you know, in the next 48 to 72 hours, Um, you know, everybody on this space uh, knows what happened. But it was significant. And I have tons of material and tons of data also around um, what was said by whom and how. Um, And, you know, researchers like myself, we don't, we we really, really shy away from causal connection. We always say that there is a high correlation, but we never say uh, that one thing caused something else. Now, offline, one could argue, and I would be partial to that, that what was said and how at trees caused contributed to significantly or very strategically informed and influenced what occurred minutes or moments after. Um, One could also say that the representations live at the time through Facebook live streams um, and the the, the the amplification of that content also created the conditions that were right for the instrumentalization and weaponization of social media um, uh, against the GGG uh, and what GGG represented and the people who were physically present at GGG as well. But what it very quickly did, and this is, by the way, I'm studying this evolve in real time, what it very quickly did was to create this incredible corpus of evidentiary material, which sadly, you know, I mean, one hopes it will be used in um, proceedings of accountability around just what happened on that day. But, you know, who are we kidding? But it led to what in French and what was in the lecture called surveillance, which is the opposite of surveillance. Surveillance is the capture of content from the ground, by the ground, and from people who would be traditionally defined as victims. So you had um, the victims themselves capturing what was going on and wrong and happening to them. And that really exploded. And you could argue, again, that that is the bedrock. You know, that significant 12 or 24-hour period that that day was the bedrock for everything that happened thereafter uh, in the immediate uh, 36 to 72 hours and then the turn that the Aragalaya writ large as a narrative or a movement or a mobilization also took um, uh, which was a what again was a step change it was an inflection point and the representations of that um, in their mirrored and multiplicity are those that I have studied and documented in an archive and may in relation to what I said today pale not into insignificance, but may not be as statistically significant simply because 9th of July was so astronomically high, but was extremely significant for the direction the Aragalaya took, the meaning, the representation, uh, and the engagement with the Aragalaya uh, 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 across the, the, the social media spectrum. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> any one of these questions is a, is a lifetime's worth of study and a, and a much longer conversation and discussion. Um, you know, so, you know, I have to be selective in what I say uh, and nothing really of what I say or I have presented is is really, in that sense, comprehensive or representative of the sheer richness and diversity of what the Aragalia really was. Um, so, you know, it, these are all partial answers and I'm struggling to kind of, you know, give them in the time that we have.
2: Thanks. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Sanjana, for trying to make sense of things that are just so big. I mean, for all of us who are trying to understand this in bite-sized chunks, I really appreciate the effort. Uh, Janithwika, over to you.
3: Um, Thanks, and Thank you, Sanjana, for all of this information. Uh, And I really agree with you about the point of enduring the legacy of Aragalia, and I think letting the Aragalia, the legacy of Aragalia live and remembered is what we can do, and it's really important. And my question is actually um, in the aftermath of Aragalia and with the discussions about the elections, uh, would you say that uh, the social media during the uh reflected an increased uh, understanding of political and democratic rights of people for, among the people? Or would you say that uh, the motive was really on, uh, the motive was uh, based on the difficulties uh, faced by the people uh, because of the electricity of world shortages? Would you say that, you know... Um, the 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 knowledge of people about the political and democratic rights were also increased during the Aragalaya. Uh, that's that's my question.
1: So the question is an important one, but it has to be handled temporally. The lecture also suggested how the initial representations of the Aragalaya were basically and simplistically put at great violence to the diversity that was evident even at the start around the existential crisis that the people faced. That thing lived on to um, the political critique of constitution, country, context, and community in ways that I suggested in the lecture were certainly, to my mind, uh, unprecedented. A real hard critique, informed by the likes of, say, Jayadev, Professor Jayadev um, informed by various political ideologies from the left to the right of center, um, from social democrats uh, through to capitalists, through to socialists, um, socialism uh, and Marxism. So there was a, a significant diversity. Uh, and of course, you had the inanity and you know the the, the kind of you know, rabble-rousing and um, you know posturing as well. But I have never seen that level of engagement and of course, I mean, at the time, this was also linked to the university at GGG and the library at GGG and the kind of conversations that were led by people at GGG, from lawyers to teachers, to doctors, to activists, to feminists, to Muslims, to Tamils, to Sinhalese, including the the the, the Sangha. So it was kind of representing that as well, but also online, incredibly political. And by political, I have to be very clear because Sri Lankans constantly conflate the political with the partisan. And by political, I mean political science and kind of linked to the question that you asked. Temporally though, after uh, the 9th of July, then in the aggregate, you found far more hyper-partisan debates. So the the meta-narrative of the Aragale then got splintered into partisan debating depending on um, uh, self-professed affinity to or antagonism and opposition to political parties, Uh, whether you were pro-NFF or pro-JVP or against them or pro-UNP or pro-Asajabe or pro-SLTP. So then it kind of became a more partisan debate, not discounting the fact that it was still very political. But if you take a look at the temporal progression from the first week of April through to, say, the end of, the last week or the fourth week of July, you find the existential, then in the middle, the incredibly political, and then towards the end, the more hyper partisan uh, debates and commentary.
0: Thank you, Sanjana. May I just check in whether there are any more questions or follow ups?
2: I mean, if you're taking any further questions, I have plenty. (laughs) But is that okay? Can I go ahead?
0: Yes, please. I think we might uh, make this the last question. I'm mindful of time as well. Thank you.
2: Sounds good. Actually, I'll just ask this then. uh, One question is a bit forward-thinking, but also on the political comms kind of landscape. Uh, System change, right? How is that as sort of a continuing... Uh, political comms tool? Uh, is it, you know, has someone finally won sort of the, the partisan battle to own that out of this aregale, Is that, was that, I mean, we assume, was that sort of the reigning ask of the aregale, Were there others uh, that are now diminished? Has this now, this battle been sort of won? Is that one of the continuing Things or has this evolved? Has system change uh, also become now? You know, as you said, there's a conversation with its stability. Is, uh, is there a, a versus here, or is there uh, alternatives in in the political side of this um, that has evolved from the Argallians communication stream of things that came out at that time? And how does that also play out in singular versus English versus Tamil? Actually, that would
1: be very interesting. So the last question is very simple. I don't look at Tamil because I don't right. understand Tamil. Right. Uh, right. So that's um, I mean, the, uh, I thought I'll get a question which I've on, always got around participation. Right. Of if you um, kind of draw, uh, you know, by not bifurcate, but in the north, the east, right. participation and representation and content production yeah. was offline and online very very different to in terms of also the narrativization of the earlier to the southwest quadrant. Um, so that's that's a that's a entire conversation in and of itself. Uh, but the simple answer is that I don't. I've never looked at Tamil content on social media simply because I don't understand it and I don't. I don't study it. Um, uh, but that is something that um, I would love to work with a Tamil scholar um, around. Um, and I think that you know, folks like, as you know full well, Ambiya Sadhurana and others, uh, tweeting throughout Daragalaya and even after it have been educating the rest of us uh, around uh, their participation, meaning the Tamil. Uh, participation, the Tamil community's participation, and also alerting us to the fact that you know the Aragalaya for them, you know, never really started or stopped with Aragalaya um, in 2022, and it's a much longer, stronger, and it's more uh, it's a it's an activism that you know is 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 decades old. Um, so that's that's just the answer to your last question. The the, the first two uh, uh, you know presentations of a question were kind of taking us to what where we are today that I don't want to get into simply because. It's a different conversation in and of itself. Um, um in terms of uh uh what the if you want to call it that way, and I don't mean it pejoratively, but the residue of the Aragalea, you know, the, the enduring narrative narratives that uh, one can see today, um it's no it's not really the complete uh, erosion um or system change, um but it is the reformulation of it, and maybe um you know, in terms of uh, in terms of volume, uh, lesser volume asking for system change in the manner it was asked for at the height of the Aragalaya, which was the a revision, a democratic revivalism, or a or a constitutional revision, um, or a, or a new constitutional compact with the people, um, along with and coterminously and umbilically connected to questions and issues. Um, and calls for accountability uh, through to what is now much more dominant, which is a hyper-partisan, and in academic terms, you call it effective polarization. So it's a much more, I mean, it's sad in a way because it's kind of much more the kind of debate that we have been always familiar with where it's a hyper-partisan debate where, you know, performative outrage uh, and jostling and the usual antics on social media um, uh, take a lot away from what continue to be content and commentary in singular. if you look for it, that carry on with that call at the height of the Aragalia um, around a different kind of political culture, a different kind of political language. Um, and linked to that, of course, the critique of the executive presidency which is different to the incumbent executive president and the conversations that, you know, at the time one had about, you know, political representation, the electoral system, so on and so forth. So a lot of that content right now is subsumed by, I think, what everybody on this space knows is the dominant um, narrative frame du um, the representations of it, the partisan nature of it. Um, and it's a bit difficult to find that uh, that those embers of the Aragalia, but as I said in, I think one of the penultimate slides, you know, if you look for the tone, timber and thrust, and the presentation and the framing and the language and the tropes and the beams and the, you know, you know what they are referencing and signalling and inspired by and uh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, use as 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 frames in what they say, you know, some of that stuff that was at the height of the Aragale is still very present. Um, but, you know, some of those accounts have moved on. Some of them have gone silent. It's a, you know, Twitter, I keep saying, is not Sri Lanka. Uh, so on Facebook also, you know, those 960 Facebook pages and 900, you know, 900, a thousand odd Facebook groups, you know, they, they don't exist. Some of them don't exist anymore. So it's a very, very different scenario. And, you know, you can understand it to be, you know, not surprising in that respect. But, you know, one hopes that um, there will be, at at the next electoral moment or towards the next electoral moment, whenever that is, you know, there is a manifestation of the central tenets of the Aragalia uh, in the conversations that one sees around um, uh, that moment and that movement and not just limited to what I think many on this space would be familiar with um, are the now more usual conversations around um, the usual topics and individuals um, in a a language that we have also been uh, very familiar with. Um, but I don't want to get into the contemporary politics because I really want to keep this lecture on the other Um It's not that I can't speak to it, but it's just a different conversation altogether.
0: Thank you, Sanjana. And actually, like much, much gratitude for taking us through uh, that time frame and also putting together uh, the slides. Uh, and also you know picking and and sharing with us some of the key moments uh, that were represented online. Uh, really fascinated about the way in which the offline and the online may have interacted, and that again may be another subject for uh, discussion and for you to ponder about and and from a lot of the questions and your responses afterwards, uh, this there's so much in this as 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 you would expect, given the scale of this kind of event. Um, So much, much thanks. Uh, And who knows whether there might be a part two to this or parts three and four even, uh, depending on uh, what subjects you might share with us uh, in coming months and years. Uh, So for my part, thank you very, very much for taking this time to do this. Um, I I can see on my phone that this is recording. So I assume that means automatically uh, the recording will be made available to everyone. Uh, But uh, and that's the intention is to share the recording. Uh, and I hope that that will be the case. Um, so a very, very good evening to you, Sanjana, and a good day to everyone. Uh, for those of us who are in uh, Colombia, Sri Lanka, we get to enjoy another half day of a uh, four-year holiday. Um, so take care and thank you, everyone, for joining and participating in today's session.
1: Thanks very much uh, for the invitation, Priyanka.